Welcome to another episode of Called Bank Sports. Uh, the news was kind of slow this week for the Jazz, so we're we're going to like share our opinions and stuff because I don't know. Normally, what we do is we we react to news, so now we're going to make some news up and, <laughs> and share our opinions on it. No, we're not really making anything up. This is this is like what Nate and I have been talking, and I know we had a rough second round loss to the Clippers in the playoffs last year, but we still think the Jazz are a championship contender, and this is going to be kind of our case of why the Jazz can and will win the championship this year. Um, obviously, it's like the NBA is tough. Nothing's final until it happens, but I think they have a shot, and I think the first thing that we need to do to like set up this argument is we need to lay out who we think all the championship contenders are in the NBA. Um, specifically the West, that's what matters most because we only have to yeah. worry about one team in the East. But <laughs> looking at it, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm not hopeful for very many teams, but I don't think there's as many as I as there have been in, the, in years past in the West, even though, like, Golden State's coming back and all those. Cause, yeah. Like, so, so we have... In the Pacific Division, we have Golden State, the Clippers, and the Lakers, and the Suns. Um, that could be considered. I don't and like I, the Clippers. In my mind, aren't. I mean, first things first. If you didn't make the playoffs last year, I don't think you're a championship contender. Like the Pelicans hmm. could be a team that's kind of scary to play in the first round, just because they're young and have a lot of heart. But I don't see them you know making it past the second round now the team that made the play-in tournament that could be a contender is the warriors i don't actually i feel like none of us know how things are going to play out we're just assuming that clay thompson is going to come back at peak form or not having lost a lot but it wouldn't surprise me to see him as a shell of his former self so overall like i think the only team that didn't make the playoffs last year that has a shot are the Warriors. And I think the Grizzlies have kind of fallen off the face of the earth with the moves they've made this offseason. Like, I really don't like anything that they've done. And while I don't think they would have been title contenders had they run it back, like, now I'm questioning if they're even going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I think those four teams right there, are and because I feel like, like you said, the Warriors didn't make the playoffs. We don't know yeah. how they're going to be. We may be wrong. I think people are talking about them because the last time they were healthy, they were in the finals. Totally. And it, they, but, I mean, they deserve that respect. Like, I'll give it to them. They, they do deserve it. Like, they could come out and, you know, win 60 games. Like, I could see that happening. I don't think it will, but it's definitely a possibility. But I think it's a real long shot that the Suns make it back to the finals. Like, uh, you can put them in the contender race, but I think it's a real, uh, like, I don't think they're making it again. Um, yeah. The Clippers, I, I, think I don't know if they've gotten much right better. Yeah. Well, they got worse know. because they don't have Kawhi Leonard. I mean, at least for True. the first part of the season. And knowing Kawhi Leonard, like, and it's his body, so he knows what he's doing with it. I would not be shocked if Kawhi Leonard didn't even come back, even for the playoffs. Like, it would not surprise me if we don't see Kawhi Leonard in a Clippers uniform until 2022, 2023. Yeah, so, like, the Clippers, 
might be out of it. The Suns, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if they like. I think they're a good team, but I, I could see it happening, and I wouldn't be shocked if they don't even get home court advantage first round. Um, the Lakers, they've dealt with injuries. Um, like I, I think they'll they'll definitely be a top three seed, if, or probably a one seed if they're healthy. But like then again, Westbrook's looks great next to LeBron. Will it work though? Um, yeah, that, that's I mean, another thing to think about. I don't even think it looks good to be honest. Like, I mean, LeBron wants the ball, and Westbrook isn't like a point guard who creates really to the level that like other point guards are. He's just kind of this weird point guard that you don't see a lot of because he's incredibly inefficient at what he does. He plays like with his heart on his sleeve and goes out there and gives it his all. But I, I mean, I don't expect to see the Lakers getting the one seed just because I don't think they're going to be playing LeBron and Davis enough, whether or not they actually get injured, but that's why they didn't make it farther in the playoffs. Excuse me, farther in the playoffs last year. So I expect to see the Lakers maybe with the top three seed. Um, like you said on the Suns, I just don't expect Chris Paul to be that that healthy again. Like it's not even like he was being load managed or resting games. So he was going out there and he missed like three or four games in the regular season. So Chris Paul has really had a lot of injury problems throughout his career and just wear and tear issues. So once you start looking at like the Suns, Clippers and Lakers, I they're definitely all capable of winning the title, but I see the Jazz finishing the regular season with a better record than them. Yeah, so so for those four teams that we talked about and I, there's there's one other that we can talk about after this, but these four the Suns, Lakers, Clippers, Warriors. The Clippers are probably out due to injuries. Yeah. From now, they'll probably make the playoffs. I don't know. I don't know how bad they'll I, I think so. Why. Um, but in the Suns, um, I don't know. You could Booker's probably their best player right now, but really the leader of the team way past his prime in Chris Paul. Lakers, yeah. leader of the team way past his prime in LeBron James. And the Warriors, uh, I don't want to say Steph Curry's past his prime because last year was ridiculous, but. I don't think we're going to see that season from Steph again. I don't want to doubt him. It's just he's he's not going to be the guy who has to take all the shots. And Clay Thompson's coming back. We'll see how he does. But they really don't have the same core that they had during their dynasty. They have, they have no. kind of a bunch of young guys. They may make trades. So this may look bad in a, in a month or so. But with how their roster looks now, that's not a championship team. They'll be scary to play as long as Steph and Clay stay healthy. But they don't have the depth and yeah. like they can trade Kaminga, you know, and Wiseman and who the other guy they picked up in the draft this year to maybe get some depth. And that's definitely what they're, what they want to do. But I mean, I just don't know who they would trade it. Like unless the wizards come up and, and all of a sudden are offering Bradley Beal. But I, I did have a question earlier this week, kind of an op topic one. What happens to NBA coverage? If Bradley Beal ever gets traded, <laughs> is there anything for any station to talk about anymore? Like, how many years has it been? Well, Bradley Beal might request a trade. It's to the point where it's like, is that just to fill up airtime? Like, Bradley Beal well, seems to continually make it clear that he wants to stay a wizard. And everybody okay. we wants have, him. We have Damian Lillard now. <laughs> fair <laughs> so enough. They fair have enough. their replacement. But even if they get Bradley Beal, 
how does Bradley Beal fit on the Warriors? I um, mean, I, I, like all the rumors for the Warriors are like, let's just get a big name player, but they're not really looking on fit, looking for good fit. If you play, if you trade for Bradley Beal, you're probably losing Wiseman, and then you have no size. You're playing Draymond Green at the center, and what happens when you play the Lakers with Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis? They're going to lose that matchup every single time. Yeah. And I mean, looking at the Bradley Beal fit, I mean, Steph Curry, and I might have said something different on another podcast, but from my understanding now and my my more correct understanding, he is quite good at playing off the ball. So if you were to have, you know, Bradley Beal at the point who is really dominant scorer and capable of putting up big points, um, putting up big numbers and then be running Clay Thompson and Steph Curry alongside him kind of in a small ball lineup where Clay Thompson's playing small forward. Like that would be a really dangerous team. Um, you could also look at a similar thing happening with Damian Lillard if you were able to pick him up. But at the same time, like I just don't see them having the depth. Like you can get another star, but I feel like you need to improve your bench and, I just don't think it's going to happen. Like they're going to be a scary team, but they did manage to lose to the Grizzlies um, and <laughs> fought and not make the playoffs. And they, the Grizzlies were great, but like if you're banking just on Steph being an elite player and that's why you're going to do it, then I don't think, then I think you should have been, he should have been able to beat the Grizzlies even without Clay Thompson. And, and this may be an oversimplified view, but I think overall, like the, the regular season is about your system and the playoffs are about those matchups. And so if if the Warriors get a Bradley Beal or a Damian Lillard, they'll probably kill it in the regular season. They'll be like a one or two seed. But when it comes to playoffs and they have a team who's like, we can just play big the next seven games. Maybe we're not the most efficient, but they're definitely not going to be able to stop us. So like, I feel like if they just run into a team that has the size, like the, I, I don't know. I don't know if the Jazz have enough size. They don't really only have Rudy Gobert. I don't know. It depends on how. On Whiteside and Rudy. <laughs> I don't know, but. Yeah, it depends on Whiteside. If Whiteside is able to be, since Whiteside is definitely a better scoring center than Gobert or has been throughout his career. So that, and that's really what the Jazz have this year that they didn't last year, right? Because. Once the Clippers decided to pull Rudy Go- Gobert out, all of a sudden the Jazz defense, which is funnel everyone to Rudy Gobert, um, you couldn't funnel everyone to the corner for a three-point shot. Like they were, it left the paint wide open. And now the Jazz, what they did was they went and got more versatility to be able to play. Like now they have four or five options to play center, and obviously Gobert is going to be seeing the majority of the minutes. But are we going to see Rudy Gay, you know, coming in playing center? Is Hassan Whiteside possibly going to be better at playing outside, better at playing guarding small ball? So will we maybe see him some out there? So that's what the Jazz have is versatility now and why I think they have a lot higher chance of succeeding. Um, And the Clippers have that versatility, but they don't have Kawhi Leonard. The Suns really don't have that that versatility. Um, The Lakers don't have it. Like, the Warriors could have it, but I just don't like the depth on their team, even though they have some versatility. So once you kind of rule those teams out, we're left with the Nuggets, Mavericks, and Trailblazers. And which I want to say, unless the Mavericks make some trades, 
they're not a contender. <laughs> they may they're not going to be fun I to mean, play in the playoffs. There but is they're not a contender with how their roster is now. There and is same with one the thing that could happen um, that I don't know if it will. If Porzingis all of a sudden comes out and becomes what people want him to be, which I don't think is going to happen. But if Mark Cuban's faith in him, like just somehow makes him bloom into the duo that like the, just the second piece in the duo with Luca. I mean, that would change everything for the Mavericks. Like I said, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen, but it would change everything. And if it's, if that's going to happen, it's going to happen this season. I don't think yeah. it'll happen either, but Jason Kidd is in. Uh, Jason Kidd flew out to visit Porzingis and Luca in their homes. So, like, in their home countries. So, okay, that's cool. So, like, like so at least, like, there's that side of things. Will I, I don't know. I'm a little I, I don't torn know on I, Jason Kidd as a coach overall. I was going to we'll ask see that. that. As works. a Mavs fan, are you a fan of the Jason Kidd hire or where are you sitting at there? Since I'm not a fan of Jason Kidd having a head coaching gig. Here's so, like, Looking back at so last time he was a head coach, he was with the Bucks. The Bucks really weren't a great team; they were an okay team. Yeah, and he had an above five hundred record with an okay Bucks team with Giannis still like just barely breaking out his like the year that Jason Kidd got fired. Um, so I don't think he's an awful coach as as much as I, his reputation is. Um, I still don't think. And maybe he's learned a ton because he's been with the Lakers, so he may may have learned in that organization. But I don't think he's the best. I don't think he's necessarily a championship coach. Because a championship yeah, coach needs to know he he needs to be able to manage the personalities of multiple stars, get the most out of those stars, and then when it comes down to the playoffs, he needs to be able to outcoach the other coach. And I don't no. know if he's going to be able to outcoach like a. Quinn Snyder or a Frank Vogel or yeah, just like that. Well, I mean, if you do need an extra timeout, Jason Kidd can get you an extra timeout. Like that is one thing we have to give him credit for. Can't remember how many thousands of dollars that ended up costing him, but he got the extra timeout he wanted and I'm sure he has the money to spare. So that's the thing. Like Luca's scary. Luca's going to be great. I really think he's going to be the face of the league. Um, Trey Young might challenge him for that, but I mean, Trey Young did kind of break out last off season. I don't know if he's going to continue to be as dominant as Luca has been, but that'll be exciting to see. Um, as for the trailblazers, I mean, David Locke has said they're going to be sneaky good this year. I don't really, um, I, I don't really know. I, I just feel like they kind of, really struggled towards the end of last year. Like I don't think they really made any good moves. Like they don't have defense. They have a new coach. I, I, I just they're the don't. same team. I, mean, the, I, their defense will probably be better. Their yeah. offense will probably be worse with Chauncey Billups, I think. So I'm not scared of the trailblazers, which leaves the nuggets and the nuggets don't have Jamal Murray. Like they have Jokic. They have the MVP. Like, let me make that very clear. Jokic is amazing. But you're not going to have Jamal Murray until possibly the playoffs. Probably the playoffs if he comes. And what seed are you going to be in? How is he going to come back and actually be able to get in a rhythm soon enough? 
Yeah. So and- the Nuggets could end up being a really scary um, five through eight seed. Uh, like they could be kind of like, yeah, we're the seven seed, but if you're the two seed, you really don't want to play us. But I don't think Jamal Murray will be informed soon enough to end up actually being a threat in the playoffs. And here's the thing with the Nuggets, like they're typically a deep team, so they'll have some versatility. Their best yeah. player is Jokic, who is amazing, but Jokic isn't the kind of player who, like, he's not a Larry Bird who can go and lead a team and just like decide, okay, I need to score 50 tonight. Let's score 50 tonight. He's typically not going to be that guy. And that's why he needs Murray. Cause Murray's yeah. the, the fire who can just take off whenever. And Jokic is the one who just like gives you, gives you consistent play and his consistent play is ridiculously good. And but, maybe Michael Porter but, jr. You know, has a breakout year. Maybe mm-hmm. he's able to come out and all of a sudden actually play defense a lot better and be that like, co-piece with with Jokic that's a possibility so the Nuggets I could really see slotting anywhere from like the two to the seven seed I I mean I think they'll probably avoid the play-in so maybe the two to the six but it's it's going to be a crazy um year this year and really and this sounds real a lot like a homer pick and you can let me know in the comments how much of a homer pick this is the only team that I really expect to see like in the top three, no questions asked are the Jazz. Since I mean, the only you're the only start, um, the only main rotation guys you're replacing are Derek Favors with Hassan Whiteside, which I feel probably like is, an upgrade. But yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, probably an upgrade. Now there is the chance that he stopped playing in Sacramento because his legs were gone, but I I will blame that on Sacramento. And then <laughs> Georges Niang with Rudy Gobert. Uh, sorry, with Rudy Gay. A second Gobert. Oh my gosh. No, um, a second Rudy, not a second Gobert. So, and those players were probably playing what? Like 23, 25 minutes total of the, you know, like 240 minutes available in a game. So, and yes, sometimes, sometimes Niang won us a game with his three-point shooting. And, and um, Gay isn't nearly that good of a three-point shooter. But... We'll see. Like, I expect the Jazz to transition pretty seam- seamlessly this year. Yeah, and maybe that's not the case. And looking at the matchups of all the teams, like, like I said, I think the Jazz are the best chance for a lock at the top three. Yeah. Um, if if all teams, if every team in the West that we just talked about outperforms, then we might not be. Like, if if the Suns are here to stay, and we we're like underrating them right now, then okay. If the, the Suns are if definitely the, the number Warriors two. Warriors get something. If the, yeah. if, if Kawhi somehow comes back a lot faster than we thought he would like, uh, so this like, if everything goes right for every other team, maybe the jazz aren't there, but I think the jazz have like, if the jazz stay healthy and if the jazz are hitting their threes, we're going to easily be a top three seed in the West. And then when it comes to the playoffs, I think we have, enough size and versatility to match up well against any of these teams that we talked about. The only one yeah. that might be a little bit of a concern is the Warriors just because of how many shooters they have. And we didn't get any huge upgrades on the perimeter, but at least we have Gobert who can shut down the paint. Yeah. Um, and, and we could bring in Rudy Gay if they play small and we really need to play real, real small ball, bring in Rudy Gay or 
Ilyasova and we're able to play a little smaller. And I bet when training camp starts here shortly, that's going to be a big emphasis is being able to counter small ball since Mm -hmm. that's like, that's the other jazz players fault. That's not Rudy Gobert's fault. Like Gobert's the one who takes the most heat, but you need all of the other, you need like Bojan to play like he was playing when he was guarding Kawhi. Um, Was he guarding Kawhi or Paul George at the beginning of the Clippers series, whoever he was guarding. Like when it was just lockdown defense and you were just thinking, where has this been the last two seasons, Bogey? Like where has this level of defense been? So I'm excited to see what happens. I do think the um, Jazz are going to have a lot of success. Now, I did not Chris Paul's health saying why I don't think the Suns will be back, um, why I think the Suns won't be contending. So I do have to acknowledge um, Mike Conley's health and how are Mm. the Jazz going to rest him like, He will be load managed this year. Mark my words. Like the way that he's been able to just tweak his hamstring is very concerning. And while I know a lot of jazz fans didn't want him back, I frankly just didn't see any better options. Um, And who knows, like maybe the jazz are going to have a backup point guard who's able to come in and and play some. I'm literally drawing a blank. Uh, Jared Butler. um, Maybe Jared Butler is going to come out and just all of a sudden be this elite second round pick. I don't think that's going to happen, but I am excited to see him play. Like I do think he would have went before 40 and mate, but I mean, somebody had to get lucky with Jared Butler if he's elite. So I'm yeah. really hoping that that's what happened is that the jazz, you know, picked up someone who would have went 15 to 20, maybe just pat, maybe just a bit past that with the 40th pick. And he's going to come out and, you know, just be able to show why he was able to win a national title. And obviously that's different at the college ranks, but this is exciting. I do see the jazz and the Suns finishing in the top three. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think the Lakers rounded out, but I really don't know what's going to happen with them health health wise. If the Lakers have a crazy year, then I think the Mavericks might be my sneaky top three pick. Interesting. And well, and one thing with the jazz that we really haven't talked about this video that I want to bring up is, Again, this is a prediction. Take this at what it's worth, uh, like what you think it's worth. But I think Donovan Mitchell could be contending for a scoring title this year. Um, yeah, I think I think he's going to have that big of a jump on offense. His he's a lot more confident with his three point shot after la- last season. And at any given point in any game, he has permission to shoot and take control of the game if he wants to. Um, and when you're load, when you're going to like try to load manage Conley, which I hope the jazz do. And, uh, and like the other players in the starting lineup aren't on ball players when Conley's out. So Mitchell's going to have, take a lot more shots and he's going to be scoring 28, 29, maybe 30 plus points a game. I mean, he almost averaged, he almost averaged a point a minute in the playoffs. Like it was like, it, it was impressive. And, He's definitely he definitely has a chance, especially as he improves in pick and roll with Rudy Gobert. I think Mike Conley said it took like six or seven years for him and for Gasol to get on the same page. And so we're getting into Donovan Mitchell's fifth year. Right. Um, And there's a lot of a lot of people in the NBA has said that the pandemic season kind of counted for two years because you had a season, two seasons, off season and then the playoffs. So Donovan's probably going to take another big leap 
And it, I mean, his usage, his usage rate has been really high to average the points he's been averaging. Damian Lillard has been averaging more with a lower usage rate, but Donovan's only going to get more efficient. Like I remember watching him in the first game, just thinking like Donovan, there has to be better ways to take these layups. Um, and just things like that. And he, as he's got better, it's, I mean, he, he's obviously averaged more points. So I, I do believe that in these next four or five years, Donovan Mitchell will get a scoring title. Um, and it'll be, I mean, maybe Trey Young's going to come out and all of a sudden challenge for that. But I, I expect to see that happen here. So next year would be awesome. I mean, like I'm ex- just expecting Donovan to get an MVP here. Um, in the next three, four years. And there's a lot of competition, but I, I'm excited to see what season he puts up to be in contention for that. Yeah. I'm. And like I said, I think this year is a year that we're going to see a big jump. We're going to see a lot of things from the jazz that we haven't seen in years past. I think when Snyder's yeah. going to mix it up again, uh, keep, keep what's good and get rid of what's bad from last season. So like, and then, uh, Oh, go ahead. Well, last thing I just want to say is look at the Bucks. Like, no, I mean, the last three years they've been in contention for the title. But everyone after like the first season has kind of felt like they're probably just not there. And then everything landed right for them, including Kevin Durant's toe for them to get the title <laughs> this year. So, I mean, the Jazz just need to keep staying in contention. And eventually, you know, the die the dice are going to land in the right way for them to be able to win it. So I'm just happy with where, with the fact that I truly believe they're legit contenders this year. Yeah, and I don't like looking at the other teams. I think the Jazz, like I don't think they're going to be a dark horse contender or a fringe contender. I think they're a legit contender. Looking at the other teams, yeah. Um, and I think there's more that can go wrong for the other teams than what can go wrong for the Jazz. I'll go ahead and knock on wood for that one. But, <laughs> Please <laughs> but, do. Yeah, I please do earthquake in the first game against Oklahoma City. All the players are out for the rest of the season. The the Jazz might not have the highest ceiling, but I definitely think they have the highest, if not one of the highest floors this year. Yeah. And so I think that's that's a good thing to have. Sometimes it's better to maybe not be the best like the like the Nets are probably the best team staying healthy but it didn't work out for them. So maybe maybe it's best not to be the best, but rather to be the most reliable. Yeah, and I think that's we were just, what the Bucks were in the playoffs. I mean, we were talking about the Jazz getting through the West. We we haven't even discussed getting through the Nets since that's just in and of itself a challenge if you actually end up seeing Harden, um Irving and Durant on the floor at once. So we might get into that a bit later, but please let us know in the comments if we're absolute homers. If you agree with us, like the video, it helps other people find it. And please subscribe if you haven't yet. We're going to bring you a lot more content um, content as the season gets closer and just give you our take on why the Jazz are the absolute best team in the West. So thanks so much for watching and go Jazz. <laughs>